A reading from the book of Mark, chapter 10, verses 46 through 52. They came to Jericho. As he and his disciples and a larger crowd were leaving Jericho, Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, a blind beggar, was sitting by the roadside. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many sternly ordered him to be quiet, but he cried out even more loudly, Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stood still and said, Call him here. Son of David, have mercy on me. Oh, take heart, get up, he is calling you. So throwing off his cloak, he sprang up and came to Jesus. Then Jesus said to him, What do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, My teacher, let me see him again. Jesus said to him, Go, your faith has made you well. Immediately he regained his sight and followed him on the way. The word of God for the people of God. Thank you, Keaton. Let us pray. Holy God, send your spirit upon us, that as your scripture has been read and your word is proclaimed, we may hear with joy what it is you have to say to us this day. Amen. I'm going to be a, a, a gushy mom for a minute. All right, so some of you know that our son, one of our sons, Jacob, is a teacher here in the preschool. Most of you know that I love our preschool. So Jacob plus the preschool is my favorite thing ever. So great, so great. And he is so good with the kids. He's so good. I hope that's not just mom pride talking. I have gotten corroboration of this from other coworkers, church members. Nancy's nodding her head. She knows. Um, and parents love Mr. Jacob. He is patient. He's silly. He's kind. And the kiddos love him, Mr. Jacob. Now, he is one of the bunny teachers, and the bunny class is our youngest class. They're one year old. Most of the students in the bunny class are pre-verbal, and they are learning to be social and how to communicate with those around them. Part of communication development is learning reciprocity and action slash reaction, right? So for many of us who have been around kiddos, we know that repetition is very important in this communication learning as well. So Jacob spends a lot of his days being handed toys and responding with, oh, I see. Or having a little one point at something, perhaps over and over and over again. And Jacob responds with, I see that. It's a tree or a, a clock or a friend. Or my favorite moments when a child just wants to be acknowledged and comes up and pats his knee or his arm 
And he simply says, hi, Bennett, I see you. Or, I see you, Amy, hi. Here's a powerful phrase, I see you. Often someone might say, I see you, to mean that they understand there's more to you than just the words that you might be saying. Or maybe they say, I see you, <laughs> because they think that you're not telling everything you know. <laughs> or simply, I see you, to acknowledge that you exist in the world. Because who doesn't want to be seen, to be acknowledged, to be understood as a person with thoughts and intentions and value all their own? Now we have no idea how long Bartimaeus had been sitting by the road, a man who was blind, and apparently only survived through the generosity of those who passed by and might throw him a coin. We don't know much else about Bartimaeus. The scripture doesn't tell us. Whether he had a family or a home or a community of any sort. But, because we know a little bit about ancient times, we can be pretty certain that Bartimaeus was an outcast to the margins of society. Because at that point in ancient history, physical ailments often kept you from being able to participate in society with any agency. Those with disabilities and illnesses were often pushed to the edges and told to sit down and be quiet. Because other healthy people were going about doing the business of life and didn't have time for them. Which is exactly what's happening to Bartimaeus in this moment. We hear it in verse 48. Many sternly ordered him to be quiet. But he cried out even more loudly. Because I imagine that more than Bartimaeus was tired of not being able to see, he was probably much more tired of not being seen. He had been passed by, walked over, walked on, told to shrink and not take up space in the realm where others deemed his life as less valuable than theirs. which might be kind of like many of us. Maybe I just speak for myself, and I will honor that if that's the case, but maybe some of you also identify with this. I know that I have ignored the cries of people on the street asking for a few bucks or looked away from those stationed at stoplights with cardboard signs when I feel like I have nothing to give them? Maybe it's just me. Oh, I pray it's just me. 
But there are times that I've been too busy, too embarrassed, too afraid to look in the direction of those most in need. Because I think we probably aren't that much different now than we were then. Not always having the energy to deal with the pain and the hurt around us because it's all around us and it can be overwhelming. And metaphorical blinders can be helpful for our own survival. And Jesus, always Jesus, offers us a different way. In this ancient society that legitimately kept all of those ill and disabled at arm's length to keep themselves healthy and safe, Jesus does the exact opposite of any other leader and he stops. Instead of sticking his chin in the air and allowing the privileged crowd to sweep him along to a place where he might not be bothered by such irritating voices as someone calling out to be seen, Jesus stops. Son of David, have mercy on me, a shrill voice cries. Man, it had to have been loud enough piercing enough, insistent enough to be heard above a whole crowd. And Jesus doesn't pretend to not hear it, doesn't look the other way. He stops. Full stop. Late theologian and author Frederick Buechner points out that even though Jesus specifically throughout the Gospels rejects the idea that sickness was God's way of getting even with sinners, he nonetheless seems to have suggestion, have suggested a connection between sickness and sin, almost to have seen sin as a kind of sickness. This is entirely compatible, says Buechner, with the Hebrew view of a human being as a psychosomatic unity, an indivisible amalgam of body and soul, in which, is, in which when either goes wrong, the other is affected. It is significant also that the Greek verb, now I have to admit, um, when I was reading this, um, Beekner puts the Greek verb there. In Greek, I don't read Greek. So he said, we're going to have to trust Beekner on this, that the Greek verb, whatever that verb was, was used in Jesus' day to mean both to save and to heal. Same verb. And also the Greek word, which is the Greek word that I cannot read, could signify either savior or physician. So there's a connection between body and soul, healing of spirit and body. For Bartimaeus, Jesus is offering the gift of sight. Not just that Bartimaeus' sight is restored, 
but that he has been seen as a person with value and worth and is healed not only in body, but in spirit. This last week, you may have noticed it was a little cold outside. I had a clergy colleague, one of my friends, I'm so proud of her, um, that did something with her church in Colorado Springs. She's one of the associate pastors at First United Methodist Church in Colorado Springs. And we're gonna watch a little Fox 21 video. The on Fox 21 is Colorado Springs experiences record-breaking freezing temperatures. One local church is opening its doors and making sure no one has to sleep out in the cold. Fox 21's Rhea Jha tells us how this church is saving lives. Yeah, Rachel, so if you've been outside, you know that it's freezing. So the First United Methodist Church turned itself into a warming shelter and has taken in hundreds of people that are homeless over the weekend. As cold feet step through the doors of the First United Methodist Church in Colorado Springs, they're greeted with warm smiles and open arms. So glad you got over here. How are you? I'm good. I'm Carrie. Hi, Carrie. What's your name? The shelters were filling up fast, and there was a desperate need for some space. And so I She's my friend. some of my team and said, hey, what is it going to take for us to open up our church and let people come in and sleep and be warm? Since the church opened its doors as a warming shelter Friday night, Carrie West says she's only gotten a few hours of sleep over the past couple days running the shelter. To think that these people who have now become some of my friends could have died. And so us being able to do this, it's probably the greatest impact we can have in the community. We literally saved over 100 lives. On Sunday, the National Weather Service reported a record-breaking low of negative 8 degrees in Colorado Springs. When we hit 15 minutes below 8 degrees, you, you begin getting frostbite and stuff like that. And I would hate to be out there in the tent when it's, it's nighttime and stuff like that. I don't really want to be outside. It's like nervous. The church is accepting anyone and everyone at any time of the day or night until they close Tuesday morning when the weather is supposed to warm up. The community stepped up over the weekend with hundreds of pounds of food and other donations. People are doing just as much as they can and it's really like beautiful to see. The guests that have come in are more than thankful and not just for the place to stay. They talk to you just like you're a normal person in the community at the church, you know, they, they, they treat you with respect and kindness. Explain to me a little bit more about your situation. They need to be heard, helping people regain some dignity, some hope. It's really very fulfilling. It's worth not sleeping for. The church is still taking volunteers and donations until Tuesday morning. Some of you might have a day off tomorrow, and the church is accepting help at all times of the day. All you have to do is show up. Rachel, back to you. <laughs> I thought it was important that you see the video of what was going on there at the church last weekend. Did you hear Carrie say it's important for them to be heard? I see you, says Mr. Jacob. I see you, says Reverend Carrie. I see you, says Jesus. May we be reminded to continually open our eyes to see 
and pray that in seeing there is healing. I pray these have been the words of the Lord for us this day. Amen.